to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of TN Teachings inside of this Facebook group. I go live every single Friday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm excited to chat with you guys. Um, I have some questions that Andrew is going to ask me, and basically, I'm going to share my thoughts on specific topics, specific tools. Um, as a binge eating coach, I'm just going to share um, whether I think it's a good thing for you guys to do, my my thoughts on it, and we're just going to kind of go from there. So if you are watching, I see some of you guys watching, say hello. I love chatting with you guys. I love interacting with you guys. So say hello if you are watching. Drop a comment. Hi, Alyssa. Good to see you on this Friday. Hope you're having an amazing start to your weekend. Um, so let's kick things off. Sure. By the way, if she gets any of these questions wrong, she owes me 50 bucks. So I'm just I'm not going to get it wrong. It's my thoughts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's my thoughts. Uh, okay. So uh, I think this would be a great place to start off. So do you think someone can end binge eating on their own? Or do you think support is required for people who uh, might have, you know, be in a spot where they're trying things on their own, or maybe they're, they're looking for possible support? What do you what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So hi, Patrice. Hi, Valerie, my amazing clients. Hi, Yuli. Hello, you guys. So do I think that you can, you know, stop your binge eating on your own? So I used to always kind of be afraid or like I didn't I I kind of had this like mindset of like I have to be like, oh, people can do things on their own. But the reality is, is here's the thing. Do I think that you can stop binge eating on your own? Yes, because I have I know people who have. Do I think that it's going to take you longer? Yes. Do I think it's going to be way more challenging? Yes. Personally, for me, I wasn't able to end binge eating on my own. And I am not afraid to say that. I wasn't weak-willed. I wasn't broken. I wasn't like there was nothing wrong with me. I didn't need to be fixed. Um, but for me personally, I didn't know the tools. I didn't know what to do when I felt the urge to binge. So I just distracted myself. I kept drinking water, just go for a walk. Like I tried all these different tools and I would end up giving in anyways. And so binge eating, you need to know what to do. Like if you don't know what to do to stop your binge eating, it is going to be very difficult to end it. And that was for me, like I was ready Hi, Michelle. I was so ready, you guys. Like when I say I was ready to stop my binge eating, I was willing and ready to do anything. Like if you just tell me what to do, I am going to do it because I hit a point where I knew that I was binging. We need to first have this level of awareness of like, this is what I'm doing. And then I was like ready to stop. I was ready to really prioritize my relationship with food above anything else, above, you know, changing my body. Like I was so ready. 
So for me, it was like, it was the most no brainer thing for me to actually go and to reach out to a coach because I, I tried on my own and it's not that I didn't try. I tried, I tried, I tried. I listened to podcasts. I read, you know, I listened to audio books. Like I tried and I, I couldn't do it on my own. So do I believe that you can end your binge eating on your own? Sure. But it's probably going to take you twice as long or, or it's going to be more challenging. Binge eating thrives in isolation. And if you are holding this struggle on your own, that's, that's hard for you. But then also if your partner doesn't know, or your friends don't know, it's like, there's so much pressure. You feel like I'm broken. You feel like I'm the only one struggling with this. And so when I got support, not only did I feel like this relief, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, somebody finally understands me. But then I was also part of a community of other people who were literally going through the same things as me. And I was like, and I truly believe that surrounding yourself with other people who are going through the same thing as you, I truly believe that that can create a massive transformation in and of itself because there is nothing like feeling understood. There is nothing like having this reassurance of like, there is a way out. Like I've gone through this, like there is a way out. So that's, that's really my take on it. And for me, it's like, I didn't want to continue binging for another five years or even a few months. I'm like, I want to end this now. So let me find the person that can help me who has gone through it themselves that can now lead me the way. And that just was like the no brainer option for me. Excellent. Correct. No, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So the uh, next question. Uh, So someone has struggled with binge eating for a really long time. Like let's say 30 or 40 plus years. Is it harder for them to stop compared to someone who has struggled for only a few years? So it's so interesting. So I've worked with clients who have just struggled with binge eating for a few months. And then I've worked with clients who struggle with binge eating for 60 plus years. I had a 70 year old client that I, that I coached. And here's what I will say. What I've noticed for myself The very first few times that I binge, I didn't think anything of it. Like I wasn't like, oh, that's a binge. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just ended up eating a lot and I was like really, really full. But then as I kept having these episodes, I kept having these urges. I kept giving into these urges. I didn't know what they were. As the time went on for me personally, what I found is it became more challenging for me to not give in. What I noticed is my urges became stronger. What I noticed was that it was much harder for me to not give in. So if somebody struggled with binge eating for maybe a few months, maybe their urges aren't as intense compared to somebody maybe who has struggled with this for a longer period of time. But I do not believe that just because somebody has struggled with it for longer, that it's going to take longer. I do not believe that because I've had clients that I've worked with that have struggled with binge eating for 40, 50 plus years, and they have healed faster than some people who have struggled with just a few months. Why? It's your mindset. If you go and you learn the tools and you start implementing right away and you have this mindset of like, I am going to conquer. That's very different than, oh, I've struggled with this for 40 years. Like it's going to take 10 million years. And like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to end this. And like, I've struggled with it for way too long. Like I'm, there's just not a way out for me. That's a very different mindset than somebody coming in and being like, it doesn't matter how long I've struggled with this for, whether it's five months, whether it's five years, whether it's, you know, 
20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it is, it's like, I'm going to learn the tools and I'm going to implement them. And I'm going to start shifting my mindset and believing that it's possible for me, believing that I'm not broken, believing that I'm not the exception. And those people are the ones that are going to conquer faster than anyone else. So time, time doesn't matter if you struggle with it for a few months or a few years, you can still conquer and it doesn't have to take a long time. That that's, that's my opinion. I like it. Yeah. Uh, in regards to the next question, okay, um, is food addiction a real thing? So there are certain foods that I believe light, there are certain foods that light up the brain's reward center. Like this is not even something that I believe you guys, like we have to understand that the way the brain works. The brain is hardwired to move you in the direction of pleasure and away from pain. These highly palatable foods, high in sugar, carbs, and fat, they light up their brain's reward center. This is pleasurable to the brain. There is a reward center in the brain that basically, as soon as you eat these certain foods, it like lights up your brain's reward center and it creates these like feel good hormones, these feel good chemicals in your brain, like dopamine, you get this dopamine hit of like, Ooh, this feels so good. So what ends up happening is you have this food, let's say like a chocolate bar or sugar, right? Yeah. You have sugar and you feel good for like five minutes, right? Like you feel really, really good. You get this dopamine hit and your brain is like, again, your brain moves in the direction of pleasure and away from pain. So this is very pleasurable. Just spat all over the place. This is very pleasurable. So I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. This tastes good. This feels good. It doesn't just taste good. It feels good. And you're not just like a crazy human being. The brain literally sends these dopamine signals of like, this feels good. I want more. So what ends up happening is this is when it's very common for you to like crave something sweet. And then you can't just stop after, you know, you can't just stop after a little bit. Like, it's like, I want more, I want more, I want more. And this is like, you can't do this with broccoli. You can't do this with chicken. So some people are like, Lorna, I'm addicted to foods. I don't really think you're addicted to certain foods, but I think that there are foods that are addicting to the brain. Now, what most people say is, okay, well, if I know this information, then no more sugar, no more chocolate, no more junk, no more any of that. I don't believe in that because the moment that I say no more sugar is the moment that you're going to binge on sugar. The moment I say no more chocolate is the moment you're going to binge on chocolate. So this is what I always recommend. Right now, you're putting these foods on a pedestal of like, these are bad foods. I can't have these foods. If you actually expose yourself to these foods on like a regular moderation basis, what ends up happening is your brain is like, I don't have to eat it all now. Yes, it tastes good. Yes, you're still going to get that dopamine hit, but I can literally have it tomorrow. And I literally had it yesterday and I can literally have it the next day. Like, yeah, it feels good, but like, whatever. I mean, I'm going to have more tomorrow. So I don't need a huge burst of dopamine. Like I'm going to have more tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Like I don't need to go back shit crazy on the chocolate bar because I'm allowed to have it whenever I want. So it actually starts to like not really phase the brain. It's just like, eh, can have it today, can have it tomorrow, right? 
But if you don't allow yourself to have it, that's when it's like you get this extra boost of dopamine. And then that's what makes it harder for you to go back to eating like normal nutrient dense foods, because that, that huge boost of dopamine is like so strong. And it's like, all I want is this, like it, it becomes so much harder to go to those nutrient dense foods. So that is what my recommendation is. And it's like, I think we like, I'm not going to be the coach to be like, sugar is good for you. Like you're allowed to eat sugar. Like we like, I mean, you guys, like we understand like, you know, sugar and, and these processed foods, right. But we can't fear them. We cannot fear these foods because there's nothing worse. There's nothing more unhealthy than fearing certain foods for your mental health, your physical health. There's nothing worse than fearing foods. If you just actually had a little bit of sugar, you'd be able to have a little bit of sugar and move on. Right. When I was binging compared to now, like I eat less sugar now that I'm allowed, allowed to have it than when I was binging because I kept telling myself that I couldn't have it. So I actually overdid it and now I can have it. And I actually have it less ironically without even trying. So that's my thoughts. Excellent. Final. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah. Uh, final question that we've got here is, what are your thoughts on meditation to help with binge eating or, or relationship with food? Yeah. Have you meditated? Have I meditated? Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Do you like it? If meditation, meditation done properly is really beneficial. Mm -hmm. The issue is, is I've never done meditation properly where you're actually like trying to be conscious, trying to be aware, actually like slowing down your heart rate. So because I've never done it properly, all I did was like sit and then replay to-do lists for like yeah. five hours. So like, wasn't beneficial for me, but like, I understand the benefits as if someone actually like, like I've been through guided meditation. Yeah. And that's way better. And yeah, in my mind. yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So, um, I actually really recommend meditation, um, because meditation change it. And I used to be at one of those people. I'm like, I don't meditate. I'm not, I felt like people who meditate, you know, and like they cross their legs like this and their hands are like this. And then they're closing their eyes. I'm like, there's no way you're going to see me doing that. I'm like, I am not like a genie or what are they like? Oh my a genie. I love it. Yeah. I'm if you meditate, you're going to become a genie. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing this like woo woo thing. I'm like, this is so weird. I'm like, no. Um, but then I started doing some research and I started understanding the science behind meditation. And this goes years and years and years and meditation changes the size, the thickness, and the amount of folds in your prefrontal cortex, which is like this area right here that is responsible for more making more rational decisions. So when you meditate, you're actually strengthening a part of your brain. And for many of you guys who know, I have my entire, where's my three wishes? <laughs> I, love I love it, right? If only like we can meditate and have like three wishes, I feel like everyone would be meditating every single day. Um, so when I started understanding the science behind meditation and the fact that it can change my brain, and many of you guys know, I have my root and rewire process. I help you rewire your brain out of the diet binge cycle. And if meditation can be a vital part in rewiring, reprogramming the brain, I'm all for it. So I think for most people, they like what you were saying, it's like, I can't meditate. 
But I don't think that people cannot not met, not meditate, but it's, it's finding a, a way that works best for you. Like Andrew was saying, like guided meditation. I loved guided meditation. If you were to just tell me to like close my eyes and just like breathe, like, yeah, there would be, you know, many, many thoughts popping in, popping in my mind. So I loved guided meditation. That was really good. Even like focusing on your breath can really take the focus off of like to-do list or like, what am I going to eat for lunch? And you're like really in tune with your body. Um, but for me, it's like, did I love meditation? It was okay, but I did it on my journey like almost every single day in the morning back in 2019 when I was healing my relationship with food because I knew the benefits. And when I know something's going to benefit me, it's hard for me to like not do it because I'm like, this is literally going to support me. So I found a way to make it work. Like even if it was one minute, two minutes, guided meditations, Um, you can even meditate when you're in the shower. You can meditate when you're on a walk. Like go for a walk one day and go for a walk one day, go for a walk today and like no earbuds or no podcast, no music. And just look outside, like be present, be mindful. Like, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Like, that's also a different form of like a moving meditation. So I think people have, maybe you have the same idea of like what meditation should be like, like this genie vibe. And that's not the vibe. So maybe you need to try a different type of meditation or add some breath work, add some breathing exercises. But I think it really is incredible and becoming less impulsive with food. Like it's, it really is a thing. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, that's everything. Um, yeah, those were some of my thoughts um, as a binge eating coach on some of these things, food addiction, meditation, um, support. All the things. A hundred percent. I think, I think it's important that y- you, if you have tools and, and Lorna just mentioned meditation as one of them there, like there are tools that have proven track records of success. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a, a, there's a lot of science. There's a lot of results behind meditation. If you have a tool and you know that it's something that you should be doing, like actually try to fully implement it. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say like, from a meditation perspective, like I knew that I was doing it wrong. Like that's, I, I knew that from the, from the, the get-go. So whatever you can uh, try to implement a tool, actually like using whether it's assists or guides or, or even different coaches as well. Uh, there's great ways to be able to do it. So that way you're doing it right. And then that way you don't feel like confused or you don't feel like, Oh, maybe I'm not doing this the right yeah. way. You want to feel certain with what you're doing all the time. Yeah. Uh, and that really helps. I do want to say too, like, I am also not saying like, if you just meditate every day, you're going to stop your binge eating. Like, you know, cause I, I don't want people to get like this, like wrong message of like, yes if I just meditate every day, I'm going to stop my binge eating because like, that's not all. I don't also believe that as well too. Like that is a, a a part of your recovery journey. And it's like one tool as part of your tool belt, so to speak, but it's not going to be like the thing that's going to help you like just stop binge eating. Like it's going to help you become less impulsive and reprogram the brain. But like, there also needs to be other tools as well too. And I'm sure you guys obviously, obviously know that. So yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Tea and Teachings. I always have so much fun with you guys. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, we'll be back next week, next Friday. Uh, Ooh, next Friday. Okay, you guys. Next.
What? So many things. Okay. What? Next Friday, next Friday. Um, about how long do you meditate? So I actually haven't meditated in a really long time, just being really honest, because um I don't it's not that I don't feel the need to, um, but I do like my yoga practice and things like that. But on my journey, it would be like I would typically do like a five minute guided meditation. Like that was a really good because I don't like anything longer. I'm like so <laughs> five minutes is perfect. Um, so next Friday oh, is my birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> I was Friday like, is "What is the yes?" But it is something to okay. Celebrate. It's <laughs> my birthday. Andrew is gonna be busy. Unfortunately, he has some. Why you gotta make me sound like a terrible? No, monster. like you have. You have... I have. There's an a business event. Yes, it's a business event. A business event, and I will be there for your birthday. Yes, <laughs> but um. But on Friday, so August 18th, I'm going to be coming on and I'm going to be by myself and I'm going to be sharing a few special offers um, as a birthday special. So I will come on. Yes, birthday offers. So you have to wait a week or whenever you're listening to this, you have to wait until August 18th. But I will be sharing a few birthday offers if you guys want to jump into them. So no, yes, I will. I will. I will. (laughs) No. Yes. Sorry. Oh, I can't even know them. I will. So I'm putting them together and I'm like, I'm so freaking excited. You guys, your your mind is going to be so blown. And obviously, if you're in the academy, you don't have to worry. Like you guys, you guys are taken care of. So Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here. Have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you guys next week on my birthday. Okay, bye.